0: So many entrepreneurs, they want to get going and they go, okay, I quit my job. I'm ready to go. Well now you just stress yourself out because you have no freaking income. I, I, I keep it real and stay
1: flipping keys. No way. the million dollar hustle no podcast where we keep it real a 808 808 808 like a and stay in entrepreneurship wisdom, learning things like a millionaire and hustle like your bro. Here's your host, Billy the, the Kid, aka really really Billionaire. Really I keep hustling all around the clock. You used to ride eat now. I got a full tank. Only approve I seek is from God in my brain. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Billy the Kid, aka billionaire, aka BDK. And I am so pumped. I uh, just finished an interview with Chris, man, from the Undercover Billionaire Show. And if you watch that show, uh, he was the one from California. Uh, and it, it, it's, you know, first of all, shout out to Chris, man. Uh, he's super humble and he is a beast when it comes to just uh information and mindset uh you know not to mention we shared a lot of uh we shared a lot of uh books that we like like it's crazy um and it's cool to run into people like that people that uh have similar interests, uh in the stuff that uh you know when when you're trying to better yourself and grow yourself so it was such a powerful interview and uh, I can't wait to dive into it. Um, you know, just even like the, uh, one of the questions I asked him was Elaine, uh, you know, what were maybe top five, 10 things that you learned from being around her, right. Her being a billionaire. And I mean, he, he ran him through and, and he's not letting the, you know, the show, for example, get to his head. He's just a super humble dude, man. And, uh, you know, I, I love that because, uh, you know, I can relate to that because uh, I fought hard to kind of stay grounded myself with music and everything else. So, you know, uh, I he's so relatable. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited to dive in. Before we get started with this interview, make sure that you guys go to BillyTheKid.com and order an autographed copy of my book, The Power of Being Uncomfortable. And otherwise it's available on Amazon uh, Barnes and Nobles and all that. But, uh, if you want to autograph copies straight from me, go to my website, BillyTheKid.com. and then make sure that you guys subscribe to my channel on YouTube, uh, slash Billy, the kid. So go subscribe right now. There's so many things we got coming. Uh, I'm super excited. So, uh, you know, not just the podcast, but just the vlogs and music and just a little bit of everything that I got going on. So, um, Other than that, uh, I'm super excited. Uh, We just sold out for the one-on-one coachings uh, that I'm doing for 2022. So that's such a blessing. Uh, You know, the mastermind, shout out to all the guys in in the mastermind. Uh, The mastermind is going great. And just hearing how many things these guys have done in so little time, it just gets me excited. Uh, You know, losing weight, uh, business, Uh, financially, uh, just all these different things. Uh, I'm super excited. So shout out to my guys on the Mastermind. Uh, And here soon, uh, you know, I'm probably going to bring them on or, you know, or whatever. But uh, stay tuned. Again, sold out for one-on-one. Such a blessing to say. Um, But grab a copy of my book, The Power of Being Uncomfortable, and reach out to me. Any questions you guys have or, you know, I'm not going to say no to some coffee or lunch or whatever. So just reach out. Uh, That's what it's all about. Um, Other than that, uh, I think that's all I got for now. So uh, make sure you guys uh, keep following and, and actually follow the, uh, the page for the Million Dollar Hustle Pod. So we're killing it again. The Million Dollar Hustle Podcast. Uh, think like a millionaire and hustle like you're broke, baby. But with that being said, let's bring Chris in. What's up, man? How you doing?
0: What's going on, Billy Death Kid? You know what? I like to wake myself up in the morning and say, "Woo, let's go, bro! <laughs> let's Come on, go!" Little, little Ric Flair chop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that. That's what I want to hear, man. You So you you had your cold shower already and all that good stuff, huh?
0: Oh man, you know it's it's nine thirty uh, California time, but you know uh, up at five thirty, already been to the gym, already did my uh, daily routine and already uh worked uh my side hustle i'll kind of tell you a little bit about that in a little bit but uh how you doing man
1: good good you know good good uh just working hard uh you know growing businesses and you know taking care of the same way i did you know two three hours in the morning and and if we could start on that chris because you mentioned uh that you you got your morning done already what does that what does that mean what what is it what do you do
0: well, you know, it's important. And I love the fact you said you're growing businesses out there in Nebraska and not growing corn because uh, I know you got <laughs> corn out there. So uh, yeah, morning activity is so, uh, so important. And I'll tell you what, I'm I'm excited to do your podcast, Billy. I love meeting out there in uh, Pueblo, Colorado. Um, but I'm more excited about doing your podcast in a year because I can tell you this year has been uh, the most prosperous, prosperous, the most successful, uh, most stable year in my entire life. And I just mm. turned 50. Um, so that's that. really safe. Uh, but morning routine is so, so important. And I did, I, I um, put some notes down here because I want to make sure that I, that I hit everything. Um, but, uh, you know, morning rituals are so important because when you wake up in the morning, your mind is firing um, better than it ever will in the entire day. You haven't uh, let distractions get in the way. You haven't let failures get in the way. You haven't let excuses get in the way. So your mind is firing on all cylinders. It's more receptive to pick up any messages that you're going to throw at it. Um, so first thing in the morning, you know, wake at 5.30. Uh, and and I, I try not to hit that at snooze alarm. Um, sometimes my body is just sore from the day before workout or something like that. But I try not to hit that snooze alarm, get up. And then um, I drive 30 minutes to the gym And along the way I'm, I'm on YouTube. Uh, you know, we have this great, you know, um, ability now to jump on YouTube and find anything. And, uh, you know, even, even if you're not totally dialed into what you're listening to, your subconscious mind is picking that up. So, um, you know, I, I love just like motiversity. I love Joe Rogan. I love David Goggins. Um, I love coach Payne. Eric Thomas, um, there's so much information on YouTube that you can get in just a, a fraction of time, like 30-minute drive to the gym, and I am ready to go. I am on fire. Um, and usually when I, what I do is um, I have a book that I'm reading, and I'm just, I sit in the, uh, the gym parking lot for 20 minutes, try to get 15 to 20 minutes of reading every single day. Mm. I don't know about you, but have you ever tried uh, Audible?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Audible, total failure for me. Um, I will be driving down the road. I've tried to listen to Audible and I'll be, uh, I could be in the next uh, town away and I just listen to Audible for 20 minutes and I have no idea what I listen to. It just, it totally, I, I can't do it, man. I try just like sometimes I'm reading. I'm a horrible reader. I'm the slowest reader in the world and uh, I'll be reading. So you are, you,
1: you are a physical book then when you say reading, yeah, you're literally I, reading.
0: Yes. I I mean, we're going to talk about this one that I'm reading right now, but this I have physical book in, in, in person, uh, because I like, so
1: real quick, Chris on, on the one-on-one coaching that I do, uh, I, I have this, we'll call it secretive, uh, top 10 books that changed my life. That's one of them right there, man. It's definitely one of the top 10. So go ahead, man. Keep spitting game.
0: Great book, man. I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be talking about that today, but um, I have to get that reading in, and then what I do, I get out of my car and and I, and I work out at this gym where there's a lot of people around. But I get out of my car and I do what's called a two minute power pose. And I don't know if you've heard of it, but Amy Cuddy has a great TED talk, and she talks about physiology and your physical makeup. And if you and and I stand there in the parking lot, people kind of look at me, but I stand there in this big power pose, right? And then I'm like, you know, flexing. I'm like, ah, I'm. I am good. I am great. I'm going to do great things today. And it's important because what it does is if you just hold that pose for two minutes and, and, uh, what it does, it actually decreases the stress hormone in your body called cortisol. And then it increases testosterone levels to give you the confidence booster that you need just to tackle the day. Um, so that's, that's really important. And then I go in the gym and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really, this last year has been great. I've gotten back to the real routine of being in the gym. And that's important. And my past life, it was very important. And we can talk about that as well. Um, but that's basically my morning routine. And then I'm ready to fire up the day.
1: Man, I love that. Uh, you you started off with fire, man. I, I'm, fl- I, there, I'm up in flames right now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, and, gotta, you know, just meeting
0: you, you guys in, uh, in Pueblo there and just kind of researching what you do. I'm inspired by you. And I love um, the fact that you, you know, you're just this El Salvadorian kid uh, going to, you know, California, uh, becoming a Raiders fan, which is very important in our household. <laughs>
1: I, actually, look, check it out. <laughs> Those of you who are not watching, I got a Raiders shirt on today. So, <laughs> I, and it's funny. I thought of you. I thought of you when, uh, like, when I sat down, I'm like, oh, hold up. He, he is a Raiders fan. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or, was, go my, ahead. My half, you know, she's a real Raiders fan. Yeah. I'm more of a And then Raider fan. And because, you know, we're in the same household, you just kind of become a Raider fan. We did the (laughs) whole tour of the new uh, uh, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, We've been to a game over there, actually Seahawks Raiders. uh, One of the first games they played in front of fans in that building. So pretty, pretty exciting. Um, But yeah. And then, you know, you then you go on in Nebraska and then you start investing. And I listened to the, uh, the, I think it was the Omaha real estate conference um, where, you know, you've got 25 plus properties and you've done it right. And you have just built up from nothing. And I love that because I'm so sick and tired of the, the Instagram gurus or the Snapchat. I'm not going to say any names, but there's one guy on there that, you know, I was kind of following for a while and he's in Europe and he's traveling around with these ladies and he's open his garage and he shows like three or four Lamborghinis and, and his big pool in the backyard. And then he goes out to his basketball court and he's shooting baskets. Like I'm done with that. Like, I, that doesn't inspire me and and maybe it inspires a certain segment of, of the population, but it just doesn't inspire me at all. And, uh, um, I like to see just realism, man. It, it really fires me up when I see somebody that says, Hey man, I just paid cash for a brand new Honda Accord rather than, Hey, I just went out and leased a Lambo, you know,
1: mm, that that's powerful right there, man. So many gems right there. Uh, it, it's funny because even, you know, today uh, I actually went to a funeral or uh, it wasn't a funeral. It was a viewing uh, viewing service. And, uh, you know, it's one of my friends, uh, you know, super young guy, you know, 35. And uh, but the, everybody was dressed up and it, and I was there for the reason, which was him. Right. Like I wasn't there and not that people were there. Obviously, the family definitely understand. Uh, but I stopped by to pay my respect. And And the point that I'm trying to make is, you know, I'm usually on my sandals, on some shorts and call it good. Like uh, I'm big on not mattering what you're wearing. And it kind of goes along with the image that you were just saying that these people on Instagram really do that. And uh, it it is important that people have to really catch on to that and see who is a fake guru and who's really doing things. Because obviously these conversations are definitely uh, very intimate right with, with when it's real right because uh, you're yeah. a real guy who's done tremendous things and like I said you, you're coming up with fireman. we haven't even dived deep into your story uh, and and with that being said let, let's go ahead and let the people know the ones that don't know uh, and We'll go ahead and mention the show because I, i'm I'm sure you knew it was coming, right? <laughs> um But if you could let them know about the show a little bit, not too much, we'll kind of go on with the show, but all and then we'll we'll take it way back. Where are you from? and uh, how how did you become an entrepreneur? So if you could do that real quick. Yeah, so um I kind
0: of, I guess uh, came to the public spotlight because of Undercover billionaire season two. And, um, that was just a fortunate event that just popped into my life. And, uh, really it's, it's changed my life. I don't want to say because of the cameras and the, and the, you know, the, the five minutes of fame or whatever, but, um, it's because of what I took in that experience and how I transitioned that into my life. And then of what, what I've made of my life the last year, that's, um, really been, been powerful. And, and, and I've extracted so many lessons from that. I've met so many people along the way, uh, Matt Smith in Pueblo, um, RJ, uh, from uh, RJ messenger from Erie, Pennsylvania, um, you know, Eric Thompson, uh, over there in Pueblo, um, you and so many people that, that I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet had that show not come along. And, um, that show was really, really pivotal because, um, because you know, with undercover billionaire, that was opportunity. But what if I wasn't prepared for that opportunity? You know, um, you know, they say luck. Like one of the things I'm reading in this book now is is luck is is uh, is preparation, is attitude, and then comes along the opportunity. And are you willing to put in the action to take advantage of that luck? And that's where people get you know, quote unquote, lucky. Um, you know, and and that's what happened. I was at a time. Um, you know, kind of before we go way back, I'll tell you where I was at in the summer of 2020. So COVID, uh, the lockdown full on in California was horrible. Um, it was it was one of the worst like lockdown states and mask mandates and and, and vax states and all that kind of stuff. So I had just pretty much lost my business. I was um, I was in the marketing business. You know, I had a, a, a pretty successful marketing agency where I marketed for other businesses. I marketed for service businesses. I marketed for, um, for RV services, uh, food services. And it turns out that in the middle of a pandemic, when everything is locked down, there's no business to be had. So what do people first cut? They cut their marketing budget. So I went where I was just riding high. Um, you know, even if it was, even if it was, um, kind of false high, um, to the absolute low, um, you know, lost my business experienced, um, in the first time in my life I've ever experienced depression. And, um, which is, is, shocking for, for people to believe. Cause they're like, man, Chris is always positive. He's always just, he's always outgoing. He's always out doing stuff. But man, I was just, I was in a, just, uh, just the shittiest place I've ever been in my life and um, so just kind of as a precursor if i can be the poster child for somebody who came out of that and made a success of just an absolute complete fucking mess like that's what i want to be known for because i i respect the people that kind of show you the journey like that's what i'm interested in like i love seeing successful musicians and successful entertainers but when they start talking about their journey that is so fun and so i want to kind of dissect that and kind of tell you like where I was at when that show came along, because um, I really feel like that's where we connect. So, Billy, if I had met you in Pueblo and I'd say, hey, man, so great to meet you. Um, I have a uh, I have a doctorate degree in uh, in criminology um, and uh, my my Lamborghini is parked outside and I just flew in from Maui because, you know, I have a a, a two million dollar condo out there, man. It's great to meet you. Do you know? Are you connecting with me? Exactly. No, you're not. But when I say, "Billy, man, it's great to meet you," uh, there goes my 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 dog. I'm <laughs> out here ranch. I'll tell you a little bit about that. But yeah, uh, we connect on our on our um, kind of our inadequacies. We connect at our failures because if I say, "Man." Billy, I've, I suffered from depression, man. Billy, I practically slept in my car, man. Billy, I was broke at one time. Um, Billy, I went through a divorce. Uh, I was, I've had negative 600 bucks in my bank account, you know. Um, then we start connecting, and then I share a little, you share a little, and then we go, man, that, that Billy, he's cool, he understands. And then you're like, hey, then this is what I did to get out of that place, and and then I I read this book, and then I I got this uh, two-hour video, and then I I enrolled in this class. That's what I want to know, so. Um, you know, I, I just want to be the poster child for that guy that just came out of all that bullshit and was able to turn it around and, um, and really make something of it. So I was, um, living downtown at a place called Shepherds Inn, in, uh, in July of 2020. And then that show just shows up out of nowhere. Elaine Colati walks in. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know who Elaine Colati even was. And, uh, and then, you know, we kind of saw what happened there, but, um, but kind of to go way back, I'm just a a kid from, uh, Seattle born and raised and, uh, spent, uh, 42 years there before I moved to Fresno. Um, and when I was a a little kid, I grew up as a big pro wrestling fan. So, um, I, I just, you know, met people through met through people, um, in the wrestling business and man, I trained and, which
1: I love the picture that you sent me by the way. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That was my, that was my future, man. I was going to be a pro wrestler and, um, and, and lo and behold from, uh, boy, these flies out here are are crazy. Um, I was going to be a pro wrestler, man. I was going big. I met the hearts in Calgary and I trained with them. And um, got to know so many wrestlers, and that was my future. And I was going to do that. And I, I had, I had a, a real big size wrestling ring in my backyard. And I was going on, and I was going to be the next, you know, WWF uh, uh, superstar champion. And uh, and then um, I just had a broken ass childhood, man. I had my parents were divorced at a young age. Didn't have a good relationship with my mom at all. Um, I didn't really have a relationship with my dad. I moved out in an early age of seventeen. And um, so my desire was to, um, to become a a pro wrestler. Um, But then my inner, I guess, child wanted that family. So, um, man, I became a dad early, like at, you know, 20, 20 years old, um, became a dad. And, uh, you know, ended up having two daughters fairly quickly as a, a young, young guy, you know, 22, 23 years old and having two kids to raise. So, Um, I hear so many people say, you know, you got to find your why and Matt Smith, he's an amazing father. He is an amazing family man. And, uh, and, and his says his kids are his why, you know, he, he just loves his kids. And I think that's great. I think that's amazing. I love to hear people say that, but my kids were not my why my kids were like, holy shit, I've got these mouths to feed. I got to go to work. I got to work two, three jobs, you know, had a wife and, uh, you know, I was just kind of freaked out about, uh, you know, about the family. Um, so, so that kind of took over and that kind of, uh, encompassed my life. And it wasn't like, um, I was just a happy family man, um, because my, my wife at the time, she had some, some mental illness. Um, and eventually I became, you know, a single dad of three daughters and that kind of controlled my life. And I wasn't able to fully engage in that, that pro wrestling, uh, dream. Um, I re-engaged in that at about the age of 27, 28, and then pursued that, and then on and off, was an actual pro wrestler uh, for about 12 years. Um, you know, got to work for WWE. Um, you know, do some some Monday Night Raw and SmackDown tapings, and wrestled in California, Oregon, Canada, Hawaii, uh, and that was really cool. And that kind of gave me the kind of gave me the you know, come on, let's go. You know, the, just the <laughs> kick ass. Dude, make make no excuses and move forward. So that was a great, great time in my life. And then um, through some other avenues, um, I owned a, um, got into a a grocery store franchise, and then they gave me four locations of where to go. And uh, one was Seattle, which I wanted to get out of Seattle. I hated the rain. Two were in Oregon. I wasn't really cool with Oregon. And then one was a place called Fresno, California and um i actually had to look it up on a map i had no idea where fresno was uh so i came and visited fresno california in february of uh, 2014 it was 70 degrees outside i was like man it's pouring down rain in seattle uh so then i moved here and i've been here ever since and this has been the greatest uh move of my life Mm, so man that's that's that fresno
1: that's amazing man such a powerful story and and uh i want to tackle it a little bit uh, so the first thing uh, you did mention depression and you know I- I'll it- it's so crazy that you mentioned that is that you do connect with people at a different level other than all the materialistic stuff you that's such a great point that you made and you know with the depression thing when I got told that it was all mindset and I knew at that time even though I was younger and you know I wasn't as studied right like as I am now uh, or educated uh, or self-helped Um, at that time, I knew, well, I know I'm mentally strong. So they tried giving me uh, pills, and I said no. And from there, again, it's a blessing in disguise, right? Because that's when I picked up the books. And that's when I started realizing, hey, you know what, there's more that you know, it's all mental. And so anyways, uh, fast forward. So I, I would love to hear if there was a moment like that for you, or if, if there was a book maybe that uh, kind of helped you out throughout or, or anything like that?
0: Well, I remember kind of falling into that depression and it was because, you know, I had lost my business. I just lost my direction. And, and I thought, okay, um, the one thing that did help me was I, I felt like um, we're in the middle of this pandemic. So maybe a lot of people are going through this. And that was helpful because I thought, um, I didn't have to think, boy, am I the only one going through this? Cause I can only imagine people that fall in depression. And they think I'm the only one that's going through this. Um, there's something wrong with me. I just can't, you know, get up and brush it off. Like everybody says it's all mental. Um, so what I needed to do is I need to, to kind of break out of that. And I said, I need to force myself into a routine that gets me up. So one of my clients, um, you'll see in the show is the meat market. And I contacted the owner and I said, Hey, um, I, needed, I need some stability in my life. Can I just come to work? And I had a lot of produce experience in my back, uh, my, my back history, which I talked about in the show. And I said, hey, let's, let's um, just totally um, uh, redesign your produce area. I know the owner of the largest uh, produce distributor here in Fresno. Let me make a call and let's blow this thing wide open. So I took two stores simultaneously and I created this produce program. And uh, both stores started doing about $2,000 worth of business um, per week at, at both stores. So they basically went from zero to increasing by $4,000 a week uh, between both stores. And uh, so I kind of took that on. And so seven days a week, I'd have to be there, you know, six, seven a.m., no matter what. And so that started creating a routine and getting me, uh, I felt like I had purpose at that point because by then my savings was gone. Um, you know, just getting behind on rent. I ended up being like $15,000 behind on rent. I ended up being like $9,000 behind on child support because I got remarried again. I have, Now I have a 16-year-old daughter. She's in Seattle, um, you know, and you got to keep, you know, paying and making that good. And uh, just getting behind, I mean, just thousands and thousands of dollars in debt. And uh, so I just said, I got to start with a purpose. And the purpose was the meat market. And um, And, you know, I have all these great contacts in town. Um, and so I just reached out to him and like I said, I just made stuff happen little by little. And then during that, um, when I was basically living between Shepherd's Inn and trying to maintain this ranch that I have out here outside of town, um, then uh Elaine Colati walks in. You know, I got a, a message from the owner, Russ, who he's he's appears in the show as well. And he said, Hey, I want you to meet somebody. Um, they're kind of filming this show. Uh, I'll tell you more about it. But um, I told her that, that you want to meet Chris because he, he knows a lot of people in town. And that's one of the things that I want to make very important before I forget. Um, I've built since I moved to town, I was I had a big business in downtown. I had the main grocery store in downtown. And so I met like the mayor. I met like the police chief and had all these contacts. And I love networking. And so I'd meet all these business owners and I just maintained all those relationships because you know, uh, Fresno is a small town. There's a lot of population, but it's a very small town. And in small towns, you want to make sure you're not burning anybody. You want to be great to everybody. I mean, you're in, you're in Lincoln now or you're in Omaha? Lincoln. So you're in Lincoln. Imagine if you started a business and you started burning everybody in town. Guess what? Billy's name would be all over town. They're like, don't do business with that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, in Fresno, it's much the same. There's a million people in this metropolitan area, but it's a very small town. So I never burned anybody. I always maintained a good name in this, in this uh, uh, town. And so when Elaine got to town, I said, oh, I know who you need to meet. You need to meet this person. You need to meet this person. Because I had so much contacts. And think about it. Contacts is currency. No matter where you're at, if you're in Honolulu, Hawaii, if you're in Oakland, California, if you're in Lincoln, Nebraska, contacts equals currency because somebody has something that you're going to be able to leverage, not use people, but leverage. You connect with people. So you connect, you make that contact, and that becomes currency. And so um, Russ knew that. He goes, Chris is very well connected all over town, even though I had just come out of this just this black hole. Right. Um, and I still had just crazy debt. I was trying to dig myself out of, I wasn't in the best shape, but I did start reading. So to make your, um, to answer your question on, did I find a book? Um, you know, I got back into the book. I've got it right here, man. This thing is tore up. I got it back. This is the mastermind volume, but it's very, very simple. Think and grow rich. And this is the mastermind. I mean, the pages are literally, it, it's fallen apart. Like I've, man. I've, I've, all over this thing. And I had to get back into that book because I remember a mentor of mine, you know, 20 years ago said, Hey, Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich. And so I started taking notes and I came up with a statement of desire. And so I started, um, thinking about that desire all the time. I started, um, getting into auto suggestion, specialized knowledge and all that kind of stuff. And so along the way, then the, this show came along and I was like, man, I got to focus on this because this could be a huge opportunity. Um, so that's kind of how the 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 genesis of that show and how that um, project got started.
1: Man, that such, again, so many gems, man. <laughs> You're on fire. I love it. Uh, yeah. I, I want to touch a little bit on the show. Uh, I know, and before we move on, because I, I made some notes here of different questions that I do have. Uh, as far as the person that was there, Elaine, uh, obviously billionaire. Uh, what are some of the, uh, you know, top five or top 10 things that you could give us that you learned from her during that, that time that she was around? So the biggest thing that impressed me about her was she
0: was like, just go for it. Just do it. I mean, she just, she would just say, you, you know, you got to find that person and you go for it. She didn't have any problem with just taking over Shepherds Inn and just completely dismantling it and creating a new vision. And she was ruthless about it. And she was like, had this just aggression, like, hey, we got to go for it. Because, you know, time. I didn't know anything about her being on a deadline because um, I didn't really follow find out until about week six about what it actually was. Um, because, you know, we were curious w- what's going on. I mean, it's not like this is a small documentary. We've got 22 you know production people around we got five production vans and you know um you know i got to know uh, jimmy the sound engineer pretty well and he would hook me up every day and and uh, he goes well we're just labeling this uh this lab mic as yours he goes obviously you're you're going to be here every day and you know you're like the co-star of the show so we'll, this is just yours now and i was like uh oh, co- co-star of the show like I, okay i don't think there's a documentary going on So, you know, we were, we kind of, you know, Doug and Doug wanted to find out what was going on. The one thing I didn't want to do though, was find out who Elaine was. I didn't really care because I was so um, involved and so invested in the project that she enrolled me into. She was really good about enrolling me into her vision. So I would say, just go for it, Uh, enroll people into your vision, Um, find the right people that can make things happen and then get a plan and then implement that plan. I think those are five key takeaways. Um, but but once you have the right people in the right place, you know, like uh, good to great, they say get the right people in the on the bus and and make sure they're in the right seats. And she did that from from you know up here on this level. And then she really trusted in me. If you saw kind of how that moved on, um, she she got some people involved. She would bring them to the inn. She knew what the project was, and then she had me helping out getting each project going and then you know over time it was great because um you know we had man we had a a fierce relationship you could see us button heads every single episode we were getting into it i will say uh,
1: chris that uh i did feel bad (laughs) 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 but but one thing i I did notice was your attitude man And, and if you could talk about just positive attitude because it's so important positive attitude can get you so far in life. Uh, and you know, to, to kind of, before I, I give you the mic back, uh, you know, there, my truck's transmission went down the other day or it's been a couple months now. And, uh, I had to go look at an estimate for concrete. Right. And, uh, the, the thing is the moral of the story is most people, once that truck dies, what are they going to do? Throw their hands up, give up. That's it. Right. That your day is ruined your week, your month, your year. Some people let it go that far. And, uh, instead what I did is I called the lady. I'm like, Hey, you know, here's what's going on. And the funny thing is she's like, Oh, well, my daughter works at Chevy and, and I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of people that work there. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'll be there later. I'm like, sorry about that. And I even like shot her a picture. I think on a text, kind of let her know like, Hey, you know, I'm not lying. Here's the picture with uh, my pickup. Um, anyways, fast forward. And the, 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 uh, service rep that assisted me, uh, was already basically denying my, my, uh, warranty on my truck. So she took, so her daughter did take over my file. And because of her, I ended up paying $0 because the warranty got kicked in through her. And she had told me, she's like, hey, the other rep wasn't going to do it. The whole point is that positive attitude. What if I wouldn't have just not showed up that day? Because it is a big deal, right? Uh, but I, 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 one thing, and I stand behind it, is if your problem is money, uh, then it's not a problem. You don't have a problem. Write the damn check and move on. Now, there yeah. are different levels of currency, right? Like different people have different monies, but... It's the the idea is the same. You're not gonna sit there and get sick, uh, because you do get sick with stress and everything else that comes along with that. If you sit there and just cry about whatever the issue is, a tire or whatever, and again, that can roll over to other negative things. So, with that being said, if you could uh, talk a little bit about positive attitude. So positivity is so important in any situation. So let's go back
0: to your situation first of all, because I think that's that's key in what you said. So you remained positive about it. Um, you showed up, and that young lady that worked for Chevy. Now you already had a previous relationship. You had a contact, so you were positive, and you had a contact. And what did I say about contacts? Contacts equal currency. Uh, you could have written a six thousand dollar check for that transmission, but if you, I don't care if you're a millionaire it's way better to get that $6,000 paid for by a multi-billion dollar company who can afford that. You know, they were just jerking you around on the paperwork trail. So that's where it's, it's, uh, it's key to have those contacts, but you got to remain positive. So when I would get just beat up night and day and think about it in that shepherd's Inn project, we were working 14, 15 hour days and just nonstop. Um, and so when I thought I had an idea on how to do something or, um, I mean, she was pretty ruthless. There was times where I would contact somebody and try to reach out to them and then try to make some things happen. She would come back to me and she goes, What in the F were you doing? You know, and this and you just cut me down and I would go, uh, okay. And again, I mean, I really had to stay positive at that point because I was like, What you know, I, I had to think about the bigger opportunity because I knew there was something big going on and I had to just shut my mouth. I had to just, you know, go in my room and just you know, kick the wall. And just go, you know what? I got to be positive about this because something really good is going to come out of it. And I had to be grateful for the opportunity that I was given. Um, but it's so key. If, if, if you just get negative and, and you want to blame everybody and, um, you know, you want to point the finger, um, then you can, there's there's plenty of people to point the finger at. But um, when you take responsibility, you take ownership of everything in your life, it's really easy to stay positive because you hold the keys to everything.
1: Mm and you know what, uh, I'm sure a lot of people can agree with me that that was my favorite thing about you, right? Like you literally just kept that positive attitude. And, uh, obviously you kept doing the best that you could, right. With, with what was, what, what you could control. Um, yeah. and uh, I want to po- talk a little bit more too, about just, the the show overall, uh, how has that uh helped you because you and if you could let our listeners know you you got something under your sleeve right now right yeah so the show um
0: there was no like um there was no like silver bullet where wow the show just just shot me to stardom none of the the cast members or 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 project members um were, were shot to stardom or instant fame it wasn't that at all you really had to dig deep to get the lessons from it so um, you know, you were kind of talking about Elaine and I's relationship and it was really combative, but we were making steps. We were, we were um, taking strides to get some, some stuff done. And obviously we completed the project. Um, and I felt, you know, a little beat up every single week. So number one, I read every single day and I read Simon Sinek, Eat, Leaders Eat Last. Um, and, and it really prepared me to maintain a strong mental attitude for my team because I was running the team. I was running, um, Jen, Kelly, Joey, um, Dave, I was, I was the contact point in that whole project. Um, which you really, you really actually, you did see that on camera, but there was, you know, then they would put the focus on Elaine cause she was the project leader. She was the star of the show.
1: Um, Can you drop real quick, uh, a quick review on what leaders eat last, uh, is all about. Yeah, so leaders
0: eat last. It talks about why people do certain things and why um, why uh, employees are inspired, and it really dives into like the leadership of the military and the reason that that um, our soldiers do what they do is is not um, is not to you know follow a command. The reason they do what they do is is because of this guy or girl right here and this guy or girl right here. And then the, the overall um, mission, you know, are we making an impact? Are we doing something important? Um, so it's important when you're leading, um, you're not leading from the front. You're not saying, um, hey, you know what? Uh, there's a huge buffet spread, I'm the leader, I get to go first. You make sure your team feels good about what they're doing. You make sure everybody's taken care of. And then you go and you eat last. And that's kind of um, how you have to lead. You have to, you have to really understand that you do have the answers. You know what's best for the team. But at the same time, you're not so important. You're not so mm-hmm. great. Um, don't get so big on yourself. And so I had to do that every day. I had to suck it up. I had to be the first one awake, the last one to bed, make sure that the staircase was painted, make sure the flooring guy showed up to do what he was doing because um, we had that deadline to hit. And um, so I was feeling beat up every day. But I'll tell you what, um, I didn't know how the show turned out until we all watched it. We all watched it the same time that you guys did Um so when the final episode hit episode 14 and elaine just heaped that praise on me and they carved out about a 10 minute um kind of section where they talked about what i did what i contributed how she she was glad that i wouldn't embarrass her in room because she knew that i was the smartest one in the room and we wouldn't have done without this we wouldn't have done this without chris and we wouldn't have finished this and and he's a marketing genius and all that kind of stuff i was like i was in shock when i was watching that i was like what i'm i'm actually (laughs) It's like that was the big payoff right there, you know. You see, you know where somebody works their whole life and they 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 finally make it to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl and they're like, bam, they get the payoff. And that was the payoff right there. And so when that whole project was said and done, um, you know, we didn't have this big successful business, and and uh, you know it was it was successful, but we had a lot of there was a lot of challenges along the way, a lot of infighting going on. Um, so that kind of, that was the payoff right there. And so now we're able to take that platform and say, hey, we learned, I grew a ton during that project. That was the gold mine right there. My growth was the gold mine. Um, one thing you, you saw is you saw Janine Cervantes kind of come into the picture, um, which again, I brought her to, um, to the, the project, brought her to the show, introduced her to Elaine. And we had a previous relationship um, before and um, and then we were kind of, you know, not at the greatest place, but I still brought her into the into the fold. Um, and then eventually with that project, her and I were working side by side for a year straight on the, the show, on the opening of Shep's Club, what the final um, kind of the, the, the final project, the final um, piece that you saw. Um, And then we ran that whole property, just her and I together, um, really with no, um, no guidance or leadership from Elaine, because she went back to San Diego. And then it was just kind of me left holding the project. And um, Janine was our, 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 uh, our events coordinator. Um, She kept me organized. And then I was the face of Shep's Club. And we ran it right until uh, June 30th, And then, we knew it was time to go. I I put in a a bid for partial ownership that didn't uh, go the way I wanted it to. I couldn't really get an answer because nobody knew who was in control. Um, And so June 30th of last year, almost a year to this date, we left and then we put some plans in place and and I can say a year now removed. It's been an incredible ride. It has been so amazing. And so that's kind of what you alluded to about what we have, uh, planning coming up.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I love that man. And, uh, I mean, again, so many gems. uh, literally, uh, I can't keep up, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just dropping bombs. I love it. Uh,
0: so everything that I learned from the show, it really created an incredible, um, really an incredible kind of, uh, mastermind if you will, because now there's me, um, there's, uh, Janine, uh, and I got to tell you, Jeanine and I have an incredible relationship. It's It's been better than ever before. The best relationship I've ever had in my life. Um, and we, we obviously are looking to uh, further that and, and solidify that. Um, we have Matt Smith in Pueblo. We've got RJ Messenger in Erie, Pennsylvania. We've got uh, Eric Thompson there in Pueblo, and he's moving back to the Bay Area. So I'm going to have access to him. And that's um, really like the, the, the president uh, kind of... Um, the mastermind behind Wake Up Pueblo and then uh, Matt Smith's personal coach. And then we have like uh, Mia and some other key players that are going to be a part of something. I just got the final logo version back of something called Understudy Billionaire. And that's that mastermind group where we're going to be um, teaching people what we learned in our project because RJ Messenger had a huge learning curve Matt Smith he was able to take what he learned and really like move forward in his business obviously myself here in Fresno um, I was able to just like totally change my life uh, in all the lessons that I learned from from undercover billionaire so we want to take undercover billionaire kind of turn it into understudy billionaire what we learn from real billionaires and then we want to start including more people in the fold bringing in more billionaires learning more from Grant Cardone learning more from Elaine Kalati, um, bringing in Glenn Stearns bringing in you know outside billionaires and um, really teach people like like um, just how to manifest a vision how to um, how to kickstart that vision and real um, tangible um, uh, uh I guess, tangible key steps on how to attain what you want. Um, because action. there's so many raw, raw, raw seminars and stuff that you go to, and then the emotion dies down, and you're just kind of left going. Oh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what to what to do now. But we want to just create a, uh, uh, a platform where we can bring people into the fold, and we can teach them what we learned from those billionaires.
1: Mm, I love that, man. That's so powerful. Keep me, Keep me in the loop for that, man. I'd love to to be out there whenever you guys uh, pull the trigger and have all the final details that it sounds powerful. And anybody listening, uh, I encourage it because the one that Matt Smith did in Pueblo was powerful. And and you talked about growth. Uh, you, you keep mentioning growth. And it's funny as a spectator and as a fan, I was, behind my TV screen. And I got growth out of that show. Uh, just the mm-hmm. whole idea, like, you know, me and the wife, like bench watched, like, because yeah. it, 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 there was so many lessons. Right. And, um, so I love that you said that. And, and just th- with the whole growth then, uh, for somebody listening out there, because uh, a lot of the listeners that that listen to my stuff are maybe somebody that are thinking about pulling the trigger or right. And, 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 what if you could explain how can these people grow? What is one action or a couple actions that they can do as soon as they're done listening to us uh, for them to grow? One thing I can tell you right off the bat,
0: um, it's it's like I think twelve bucks or fifteen bucks is go pick up this book, The Compound Effect, and and really let me read you this piece that was so powerful. So. Um, it is time to restore our character, if not for the sake of saving America, at least for our own greater success and achievement. Don't buy into the genie in the lamp idea. You can sit on your couch waiting to attract checks in your mailbox, rub crystals together, walk on fire, channel channel that 2,000-year-old guru, or chant affirmations of what you want. But much of that is hocus-pocus commercialism, manipulating you by appealing to your weaknesses, real and lasting success requires work and lots of it. So um, the secret, that's bullshit. Like you don't just try to think on something and manifest it and poof, it just comes into effect. The secret is important because like think and grow rich, you have to have a desire. You have to focus on that dire- desire. You've got to use auto-suggestion, meaning work on it every day. So let me go back. So we left Shep's Club June 30th of last year. It's almost been a calendar year. We set out a plan, okay? I made step-by-step plans. So I went back to my uh, contact that I had uh, at SunPower, which is a solar dealer. And I said, hey, I, I'm thinking about getting into solar sales and I wanna you know, really go into it and, and be, um, be really serious about it. And, cause I knew I needed a base. What I thought of is I I needed, um, so I I have a base income, which is the meat market. I still show up there every morning at like 7 a.m. after the gym, okay? I put in my hour and a half, two hours worth of work. That's like that base income. So so many entrepreneurs, they want to get going and they go, okay, I quit my job. I'm ready to go. Well, now you just stress yourself out because you have no freaking income. So Hmm. you need a base income, okay? Go decide what you want to do. Get that growth income. and then. Focus on future income, meaning invest in real estate, invest in stocks, invest in whatever you want to do, Um, do some social media stuff on the side, TikTok videos, whatever you want to grow. That's growth in some, so three layers of income. Okay. So we put that into place and I said, I'm going to get into solar. I'm going to learn solar. I'm going to master solar. That was actually part of my statement of desire from Think and Grow Rich. And I did that every single day. I got on a program I did my morning ritual. Um, I start, went after my morning ritual in the gym, I went right to the meat market. And then from the meat market, I would go to the the sales office at SunPower and I learned and mastered solar. I have a company car sitting in my driveway. I have now um, clocked full 12 months worth of activity and employment with SunPower. And I cracked a solid six figures, solid in my first year of employment. And I created what, what I refer to as an intrapreneurship where I created a W2 sales job and I made up my own business. And now I was an intrapreneur as opposed to an entrepreneur. And then we have that business above that, that third tier of income is that future income. And that's where understudy billionaire comes into. And now I've caught up on everything, paid all my debts off, uh, you know, hey, real, real life sucks sometimes, but I, I, I paid 100% of my child support. Um, I caught up $15,000 worth of back rent at this ranch so I can actually come and show up and relax. And this is like paradise. We have 20 acres here outside of California. And we did that all in the span of one year. And that's real. So if anybody watches this and they go, oh, I just don't know if I can do that. You set those little incremental plans. Pick up this book, The Compound Effect. It's the daily differences that make a big deal. And you might not see any change for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. But you know what? A year later, you calculate where you're at and you will be shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like here's something so simple, okay? I have this iced coffee that I, I drew from the coffee machine. And there's an example in this book where that $4 cup of coffee doesn't seem significant. But that $4 cup of coffee every single day for 20 years will cost you $51,833. So Mm. this is cool, Billy. What I started doing just yesterday, now we have six bucks in the jar, is this cup of coffee because we have one of those little Keurig machines. I can draw this when I'm leaving in the morning Um, because I'm trying to do just regular coffee, no, no cream or sugar. I'm doing the the intermittent fasting, which has been incredible for my energy where I'm, I'm eating 16 hours off where you can just have filter water and coffee, and then you can eat during an eight hour window. But uh, the coffee thing, okay. I I said, well, if we make coffee at home, it's about 95 cents. A regular iced coffee at Starbucks would cost me $3 and 95 cents. So now every time I make a cup of coffee, we pay ourselves for that cup of coffee and we put $3 in the jar. So we want to see where we're at at the end of the uh, end of the year and uh, how much money that we've, we've uh, accumulated in there. But, um, things are, are incredible. And, and if, if somebody doesn't think they can do it, man, um, reach out to me, man, I will get a plan in place and we will kick your butt. And uh, just like Elaine kicked my ass on the show and, and got me into shape. Um, uh, man, she's, she's a, she's a plug, man. And, uh, she, she knew what she was doing and, and she knew, uh, how to set me straight and, and it paid off. I couldn't be happier,
1: man. Uh, uh, I love that, bro. Uh, that coffee thing, man, it's something that I should probably start implementing. My, my wife, uh, it would have the hardest time because she, she likes her coffee every morning. That's her, you know, when she's doing her morning stuff, part of it, part of it is she ends it with a cup of coffee from uh, scooters out here. Uh, maybe one time that you visit out here, man, we could go grab some scooters. It's like Starbucks, but, uh, it's actually from Omaha, but it's, it took over the Midwest. I think Vegas just got their first location. So, uh, anyways, I love that because, you know, compound effect, I mean, the little things that we do, right. Like, uh, that's, you know, thank God where I'm at. That's, I can sit here and tell you, that's what it took is all, all those little pennies. Right. Um, I was just talking to somebody the other day, actually, that, uh, you know he did he did the norm you know nothing with entrepreneur but he's retired or he actually he's not even retired he has a lot of money you know he he has over a million in the bank and all this uh, he's older and he shared with me an app that basically gives you a percentage back when you pump gas and let's be honest we all <laughs> we could all benefit from that right now and the whole conversation the point was that it's those little things you you do those yeah. little things. Then it, they add up, and it goes with uh, the next question that I had for you, Chris. Uh, the stardom—you you mentioned that earlier—and it's so important because people want it now. They they see people like you, like I, that have put in the ten thousand hours. Right? We've put in the work. Uh, we you know, with my music stuff, I've been in the industry for near twenty years. With real estate, a decade. Right? Like construction, a decade, and. People think that it just happened overnight and it doesn't. So you mentioned stardom there. It's I think it's so important and it goes along with what you said that uh, it's those little things that we can control. If you can't get up and work on yourself, you're not going to get that million dollars. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if you can't sit there and read for 5, 10, 15 minutes a day, you're not going to get it. it. That's just how it works It's those little things add up. So if you could maybe touch a little bit more on that part, just the whole stardom thing and, and having patience. I think patience is key.
0: Yeah, you know, that's what we, can't, um, we we can't hold on to like that stardom. If I had done nothing with my experience, if I had done nothing with this show, Um, it would fade because that's what happens. People just have a very small attention span, okay? Matt Smith said it very well. He said, hey, this show will die when we stop talking about it, when we we let it die. If you get on TikTok and you get a million followers on TikTok, but you don't do anything with it, it will die. It just fades away. So you have to put in the word. You know, LeBron James, he didn't become an overnight success in the NBA. He's celebrated when he holds up that, you know, that uh, trophy for the NBA championship, everybody is celebrating it. They're like, man, that is the celebration that they get to give him for all those thousands and thousands of hours that he was working behind the scenes when nobody saw what he was doing. You know, I just know who Billy the Kid is now because I met you in Pueblo and I researched your music and saw that you're growing in real estate, but you've been putting in the hours, you've been putting in the grind and the hustle behind the scenes. So it's so important, like, you know, like sure make your goals and post them on your mirror create your statement of desire you know tell your closest friends about what you want to do so they can hold you accountable but just put your head down and just grind it out and go get it done because nobody is going to do it for you and just like uh, one of the speakers i saw at uh, grant cardone's thing you know he says you know what uh your uh your goals what is it um the excuses thing so um uh, your goals. Don't give a shit about your excuses. If you got your goals, then you need to go focus on them. I mean, we've just grinded it out over the past year and now, you know, paying off back debt was no fun. It wasn't like, you know, going to uh, Greece on a, on a cruise that we want to take. Um, you had to put in that, you know, you got to go through the crap first you got to, you know, pay off your debts. Um, and now this next year, like I said, I'm excited to come back in a year and talk about the, uh, the, the, um, the booming of understudy billionaire, um, the booming of all the people that we've helped create wealth, um, the, the house that we want to build on the Kings River here in Sanger, California, um, all the stuff that we want to do. By the way, Sanger, California, we're going to build that big, um, not even a big, just a modest house on the river because we want to be on the river. But Sanger, California is the birthplace of somebody you might know, um, Coach, uh, Coach of the Raiders. Um, why am I forgetting his name? Um, uh, current
1: one right now, McDaniels?
0: No, no, no. The Super Bowl coach of the Raiders. I'm totally forgetting his name.
1: Gr- well, not Gruden. Gruden won it for Tampa Bay. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, coach Flores.
1: Okay, Flores. That. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, coach Flores is from uh, from Sanger. So we want to build a place right there. Um, we're putting all that stuff into place right now, but we would have done it if we didn't start with the foundation and didn't really, you know, gut through this last year. We put our head down. Um, You know, I I haven't been pushing, um, you know, uh, um, trainings on social media stuff, because that wasn't my place. My place this last year was to put my head down, work as much as I could, learn solar, prosper there, pay off my debts. And now I'm just free to come out with this understudy billionaire, teach people what I've done. And and like I said, I want to be the poster child, from just coming out of a heap of a giant fucking mess and just creating something beautiful, something great, and more important, something stable that we're not going to
1: lose. Mm, man. I love that, Chris. Uh, that that's so powerful. And, and again, I, 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 you know, maybe we could, we could revisit a second part because there's so many things that, uh, I even want to ask you, but, uh, you know, we running out of time. I know you got your things going on. Uh, Think and Grow Rich. I just want to throw it out there. That's definitely not my number one favorite book of all time. I read it every day, actually. Uh, You know, right now I'm two pages a day Uh, and it's nothing new. I've read it 10 years ago, you know, but uh, literally that's how powerful that is. Uh, But, you know, we could have a whole episode about that, (laughs) about that book. Um, Revisiting those concepts are so key
0: because think about it. I mean, um, where the the enemies of success they talk about those three things is indecision doubt and fear and people sabotage their day every single day because the alarm goes off they are indecisive about getting up do i hit snooze i don't know do i do i wake up no do i get up and then they have that doubt oh i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough and then they just have that fear that fear of failure and that was that was my thing for a long time as i had that fear of poverty like to think about it all the time you're like I don't want to be in poverty. I don't want to be in poverty. The only thing your subconscious mind hears is poverty. So just don't say, I have a fear of poverty. I don't want to be be in poverty. Say, Hey, I want to be successful. I want to be wealthy. I want to have abundance in my life. I want to be positive. Keep saying that feed that into your subconscious mind, because if you don't trigger the heavy vibrations in your subconscious mind, you're never going to tap into that sixth sense, which taps into that, you know, that massive wealth. And then the floodgates open. You're like, how did I do this? You know, what happened? Well, you did it with your subconscious mind and you, you tapped into that, you know, that, that infinite, uh, intelligence that's in that universe. And, and that's the real secret behind it. It's, you got to increase those vibrations every day, put in that work and just go do it.
1: I love that. Love it. Love it, man. And, uh, I'm going to ask you the last couple questions here, uh, to, and then I'll let you go. Uh, the first one I have, and, and I wrote a book called The Power of Being Uncomfortable. And if you could talk about maybe one instance that comes to your head or an event that happened that you got uncomfortable and it equals growth. And, and obviously, you learned a lot from that instant. If you could give us a little bit of that. Yeah, so
0: I made the decision um, and I love the, the, the um, just getting uncomfortable. I love that concept because Matt Smith, he says, you know, do shit that scares you. Um, And so when I made the decision to get into solar and really cut my teeth in it, um, I didn't have, you know, all of this knowledge of of solar, I had to learn it. And I said, you know what, in the beginning, I'm going to need to work harder than somebody with knowledge, because in the beginning, when you start something, if you outwork somebody that replaces your knowledge. So You know, along the way, once you become knowledgeable, something like real estate, if you get into real estate, you know, you're really knowledgeable at real estate now. You know how to obtain the properties and refinance the properties and pull the equity out and, you know, do it all over. But in the beginning, somebody just has to work their ass off because they just don't know. So hard work replaces knowledge. And so I would go out like on a Sunday here in Fresno. I mean, think about it. I started in June, okay, on the weekend, 100 degrees out, right? So I would go out and flyer neighborhoods. When it was a hundred degrees out, I remember being out there on a Sunday, I'd get uncomfortable. And, um, I thought, man, am I doing the right thing? And I would flyer neighborhoods with my name and contact information and go up to doors and stuff. And it was on a Sunday and I came across this guy like 1 PM and he's like washing his broke down Nissan in the, in the parking lot and trying to fix his window or something. And I was like, Hey, are you, you know, do you own this home? Here's a, a flyer. And uh, I said, I don't know if you thought about going solar. And he just looks at me. He's like, Oh, you're out here on a Sunday boy, things must be going great. This looks like a scam. And I was like, you know what? This guy, man, this motherfucker, I'm going to show him, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to be successful. Um, this guy has this broke ass Nissan. He wants to talk shit about me and I'm going to become super, super successful in the solar business. I can come back here. I can buy 14 of his broke down cars and I'm going to show him. So you know, at first, whatever you undertake, you have to get uncomfortable. But I got uncomfortable as hell. And I was working my ass off. And I just had to do it. And now, like I said, I just I'm one of the top guys at SunPower. I've got a beautiful company car parked in the driveway. And um, that didn't come without getting uncomfortable.
1: Mm, Love it, love it, man. Such a beautiful answer there. And if you were to summarize success into three steps, what are the three steps that people have to take to be successful?
0: Um, Get out of your own way. Um, I had to do that because I, I had a, sort of an ego. You got to get out of your own way and realize you're not that important, okay? Once you have the self-realization that you're not the most important person in the universe, um, and then you have to find your why, okay? And don't be afraid to say it's not your kids, okay? I have four beautiful daughters, but you know they're not my why. And um, my why is I wanna create a better opportunity. I used to go out to Kenya quite a bit and help some families out there on my Facebook profile page. I have these two twins, Jenny and Margaret. Um, there's some real poverty out there. They don't have the government um, subsidies that we have here in the United States. Um, and so really creating a better um a better life for the people out there in, in, uh, Nairobi, Kenya is kind of my why. And, um, so create that why, and then, you know, backfill it with, with, think about it every day. Um, you got to focus on that desire and then take the steps to make it happen. So, um, the, the why is important, but don't be afraid of your why don't be afraid. Well, it's not my kids. It's not my wife. It's not my, whatever whatever's important to you, you're the only one that can decide your why and be unapologetic about it. Like cling to it because it's going to drive you That will, that's what's going to get you out of bed in the morning.
1: Mm, I love that man. Powerful. And if you were to look back at your younger self and give you some advice, what would you tell yourself as wisdom? Um,
0: Follow through, man. Um, I learned this from Elaine because she identified it right away. She knew that I was just had all, all of these fires going at once and, and all these balls in the air that I was trying to juggle. And she goes, Chris, she goes, just stop for a moment, finish this project, put a bow on it, and then move on. But don't move on until it's completed. And as the creative type, and you as a musician, I know you're creative as hell, you wanna get 14 things going at once. But unless you close escrow on that property you've been looking at and finish that and make sure that the landscaping is done, make sure that it's rent ready, make sure that you've done everything you can to increase the value, to pull the maximum amount of equity out, finish that before you move on to the next one, because you, you close on a deal and you're like, okay, let's, let's go. I got this sixplex I'm looking at now too. No, stop. Have some patience. Finish what you're doing put a bow on it and move on. And, and my younger self, man, I was just go, 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 go. And now that I'm getting older, wiser, mature, I'm willing to just stop, assess it. Is it complete? Did I maximize it? And then I can move on. So even I'm, I'm 50 now, I still feel like a kid. Um, but I'm, I'm getting there to where I'm more patient and I'm more thorough in what I complete. Man,
1: that That's powerful. I love that. Uh, I think everybody can benefit from that answer right there. Uh, and, my last question that I have is if you were to write a book, what would be the title slash theme?
0: Oh, uh, um, what would be the,
1: uh, you know,
0: the first thing that comes off, come, comes out of my mind is uh, get off your ass and um, uh, you put in the work. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, is um, so many people want it. Um, I see, you know, these, these entrepreneurs, these fake entrepreneurs on Instagram and they want the magic pill. There's no magic pill. So, um, you know, get off your ass and get it done, but, but put in the work.
1: I love that. Such a powerful answer, man. Uh, love it. Love it. And, uh, where can people find you, Chris?
0: Um, you know, I'm just kind of out there. Um, I have on my Instagram, uh, Chris underscore Del Sol. Del soul is my wrestling name. So I just actually uploaded some wrestling photos there. Now, uh, we were, we were pretty, uh, pretty crazy tag team in the Northwest and in Canada, the suicide Kings, I did all that crazy flips and stuff off the top rope. Um, And then obviously uh, my Facebook page is my name, Christopher Callier. I'm easy to find. Uh, And then we will be rolling out Understudy Billionaire and we're going to be extracting video vignettes from the show and then kind of what did I learn from that moment? And, And it's all about what did I learn and then how can I help you learn and grow as
1: well? I love that. And, and like I said, Chris, anything you need, man, don't hesitate. Let me know. Uh, I, You know, anything. Uh, I, I love that. And the whole point is.
0: And catching a Cornhuskers game. I hear that stadium is just insane. So that's what I want to do.
1: Man, let's go. Let's go. It's coming around. Uh, somebody on Facebook, actually, or I think the school itself posted uh, eight Saturdays left before, uh, before game time. So it, it kind of hits you differently when you hear it that way. You're like, oh, man, <laughs> that's coming around. <laughs> uh, JC, JC and I will be coming out there and we would love to go to a
0: Husker game and, uh, and take in the enthusiasm of Saturday football with tailgate and everything
1: let's go let's go you, anytime uh i got i got a guest room here at my house too so don't don't hesitate man let's plan that uh right. i want to thank you chris this has been so amazing uh i, I literally couldn't keep up dude like there, there's so many gems that you dropped so i want to thank you uh i'm gonna cool. be watching this myself and uh taking some more notes <laughs> so <laughs> i, I want to thank you for that uh and anybody out there listening make sure you guys follow chris uh and also make sure you guys follow me billy the kid on instagram facebook and all that and then subscribe to the channel uh billy the kid and million dollar hustle pod on instagram so thank you guys and we'll see you in the next one let's get it you used to ride now i got a full tank only approve prove i from god in my bank